right, getting it for today. So, you know, we were going to chat about safe places to put your money. We kind of never quite got there last time. And for those of you that are new to the show, this is the Make More, Keep More podcast. Dominic, as I was trying to say, Dominic, I was singing your praises about how much money you've sold and all the billions of dollars of sales that you've been responsible for. And um, so we talked about all things related to business and money. And like the saying goes, make more, keep more. And Dominic, I think you've got the first seven episodes stripped out. And they're on their own website now, right? I Before do. Before we get to what to do with your money safely, um, tell me about that. Yeah, so we get asked a lot. Almost every week, I think, we get asked, hey, where are these episodes? Where can we find them? So sir, currently, they've all lived on Ron and, and mine as well on our Instagram, but that makes them a little tougher to join. Uh, so exciting news this week. If you go to makemorekeepmoreshow.com, we have some shorter versions too, but makemorekeepmoreshow.com, you can actually see uh, so far about seven episodes, eight episodes, including the original pilot episode that nobody's ever heard. But Ron and I is uh, is that up was and running. A really good one. That was a good one. That was uh, completely unscripted. Had no idea what we were doing and just sitting together talking on some microphones. So those are up now. They are. Pu- it is also published on uh, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. You know the typical iTunes stuff, and uh, also on Spotify. We are waiting to go live on Google. So if you're a Google podcast person, uh, they take forever. But uh, we are up and live on Apple and Spotify. So you can find us there. And we're going to get these past episodes loaded up uh, over time. Uh, And then uh, these newer episodes should actually go a little bit faster because actually I am live recording these right now and uh, put their in there. So we will uh, absolutely get these up and running for you guys as we continue going on. But there's about seven of the back episodes up right now. Nice. And we had someone ask us to introduce ourselves and our credibility. We don't have any, do we, Dominic? Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, maybe from the business perspective, but personally, absolutely zero credibility whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's actually a little better. There we go. I'm not totally backlit there. Nice. But, um, hey, I I thought I had this all worked out at my hotel in Florence, made sure my timing, I'm skipping the tour that they're all going on. But, um, yeah, you know, things happen. Things happen. Basically, since this is an inner, since someone did ask before we get to the actual meat of what we're going to chat about today, um, I'm Ron. I'm a financial and tax advisor. We do a lot of tax planning for our clients and um, financial structuring, particularly to take advantage of when the markets are not behaving the way they're supposed to, kind of like they are right now. Dominic, I'll let you give a brief introduction, and then we're going to get right down to the business at hand. Yep. I'm Dominic, uh, Real Biz Advisors, and I uh, have been in sales for the better part of 26 years, Uh, led sales teams for about the last 20, and then started my own company about seven years ago. So I consider myself to be somewhat uh, well-versed on sales, sales activities. Uh, I've sold, uh, personally sold north of $700 million worth of products, being responsible for teams selling well over a billion dollars worth of products. Uh, so I have some experience on that. Also work with a lot of entrepreneurs, coaching them and training them and, and leadership type stuff as well. So that's uh, I'm the make more in most cases, and Ron is the keep more. But if you listen to the show long enough, we, uh, we both weigh in on all those topics. Yeah, we kind of step on each other all the time. So there you go. Yeah. So last time, so if you guys see me looking around, I've got like people going by and waving at me and stuff like that. 
So sorry for the slight distractions here. Um, that's the Santa Maria Novella station right there. I think you guys will see the train go by, uh, the tram here in Florence going by. Um, oh, and by the way, I've seen this happen to other people that have followers on Instagram. If you guys could not go to my house while I'm out of town and try to jack my stuff for a couple reasons. The first is you're going to be really disappointed. Uh, I cleaned house when I moved into this house about seven or eight years ago. It's a pretty small house. Don't have a lot of stuff there. Found I enjoyed spending my money, saving my money, and spending it on things like travel and big stakes and stuff like that. Um, so that'd be great. Plus, I have people staying there. So you're going to also be disappointed there. Um, last time, Dominic, we chatted about, again, the markets getting crazy and really getting your mind right around all this. Mm -hmm. And um, today I thought we'd go over some specific things as far as places to keep your money. We're going to talk about a little bit of weirdness, I think. But um, at the end of the day, I think you guys will really learn some stuff that you may not have been exposed to before. So if you don't mind, this class is going to be a little bit more of the keep more then they'll make more. But I'm going to be down in the Greek islands uh, next week, Dominic. So I'll let you have a little more of the throne while I have people fan me and bring me drinks and stuff like that. So in fact, when we're done here, I'm going to work Hemingway style in the, in the hotel bar over here and just grab a cocktail and bang out some emails and stuff like that. I like to think Hemingway would approve. Yes. But, um, was there anything you wanted to say there before we get started? Sir? No, and I think we're going to end up talking about the make more stuff too, because quite frankly, I thought your post was great yesterday. You can probably expound on that if anybody didn't see it about where the the uh, the word bankrupt came from. Uh, and I'm sure that's kind of your lead into what you're going to talk about today. And a lot of it is getting your mind right and understanding where to put your money, but also how to get more of your money uh, and take it to opportunity to capitalize on some of the situations that are going on right now with the markets being down. It's a good time to make money. So we'll cover all that during this episode. Yeah, really interesting story on that. They actually told us on the bus over. So first of all, let me tell you guys how I ended up here. Um, my longest client that I have known, we've known each other 30 years. She was my ad advertising rep for the North County Times no, the Blade Citizen, which was a newspaper in North County, San Diego, that merged with the North County Times and then folded into the Union Tribune. So 30 years ago, when I was brand new in business as a financial advisor, it was actually a really nice compliment that she paid me because she said, she came to me for money advice and she's like, you're not like the other guys. Because I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I barely know. Uh, and she's like, right, but you just seem genuine, which was a really sweet thing to say. So we've stayed in contact for years. And I've worked with her that entire time. Um, her first husband passed away. We handled some of the estate stuff. She remarried, loved the, the new husband. He's fantastic. The old one was great, too. Both of her husbands were awesome. And um, she happens to be a master gardener. And so she... And her husband, we'd met him up in wine country before, and they're awesome to hang out with. And so like, hey, we're going to Italy. A friend of ours is organizing this trip. It's going to be all master gardeners, but we can get you guys in. So if you guys know me, I don't garden. I don't do any of that. Like zero. When I was 13 and we managed an apartment building, I paid the kid next door with a job. I went and got to mow the lawn because that was my responsibility. And um, so I could care less about any of this. But my wife's into it. 
my friends are cool. So we're on this trip with them, Dominic and me going around to the Pope's private gardens and um, some private garden earlier that was, that's in like up against the walls of the city of Florence. Really fascinating. Even though, like I said, if you'd asked me, I could care less, but um, interestingly enough, they were talking about on the ride over that the word bankrupt came from Banca Rota and Anka is like a banquet, like like that thing right there, or a table like this. And hopefully it didn't make you guys seasick there. But um, the money changers and the bankers would work on that desk, and if they ran into money, the guild would come by and smash it. So to signify that they were out of money, grota, and that's where our modern phrase of bankrupt comes from. Mm-hmm. So did I did post about that, did kind of think it was fascinating so it's not all gardens. Occasionally we dive into the business of it. But um, today, because the markets are crazy, we really wanted to talk about two very specific things that we do in-house for our clients, or at least talk to all our clients about. You know, again, everybody's situation is different and your situation is different. Listen to this. So you want to get some advice on this, but here's a couple things that you may not be familiar with. And so we'll dive into that. Before we do that, Dominic, did you have anything you wanted to jump in on or or were we good to keep going? Rock on. All right. I can't, the way I'm holding the phone, I can't see if there's any questions or anything. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, pop it over here that I'm totally back. I'll uh, I'll get them over to you if we are. You just help with that. That'll be great. So anyway, I'm sitting at a weird angle, so I apologize. Apologies for all this. But um, anyway, so the very first area, first of all, let's, Let's put down the criteria of what you look for in the perfect investment. Because what most people think about when they're chatting about investments is rate of return. And rate of return is great. It's absolutely important that with any money, safe or risk, and we define safe as anything that can't drop in value, risk is anything that can. So crypto stocks, bonds, real estate, your own business, your own house, those values can fluctuate up and down. Whereas safe would be anything like cash, CDs, again, anything that has a stable value. Even foreign currencies, you could argue, kind of don't because they they trade against the U.S. markets. And right now, this is the cheapest I've ever been in Europe. But so competitive return is important. And one of the reasons that people want to be fully invested at all times is because there hasn't, people think there is no safe place to park their cash where they actually will get a rate of return. And so people think about this and look at the 0.001% rate of return that they're getting on a cash account and they're like, nope, I'm going to buy some crypto with this. But then when the crypto markets tank and the stock markets tank or whatever markets you're in tank, The idea is you always want to hold some back, number one, as an emergency fund, but number two, as an opportunity fund, a place that you can dive into a market when it's on sale. And so competitive return is really important, but so is liquidity use and control of the money, which you don't always have with your money that's in the markets. Tax deferral is real important and one of the number one reasons that people invest so heavily in their 401ks. But it's not the only thing because tax-free distributions 
are really important. Also, particularly knowing that the government is $30 trillion in debt and knowing that tax rates inevitably, at least I believe, will go higher at some point and will likely go much higher than we currently see them at. And so if all your money is tied up in a 401k, you lose the liquidity use and control of the money. It's generally not safe, which is another feature that we look for. Yes, you may get a competitive rate of return, but you're only postponing taxes. You're not saving them. You're just putting them off till later at an unknown rate. So those are some of the things to think about. It's not just rate of return. It's how you can access the money and when you can access the money and what the tax consequences are of accessing the money. And so those are things that you want to think about and make sure that at least some of your money is available at all times. That was a mouthful. Dominic, do you want to take a break or do we have any questions that we need to jump on? No, no questions right now. But I think one of the things that's that's important here, because it's kind of interesting, you know, when uh, we talk about investments, we tend to sometimes get less questions, which is which is interesting than when we talk about like the hustle or the 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 taxes stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I think um, it's kind of interesting to me that, uh, oh, I can tell that story about the crossword, uh, if we get, if we got a minute. Um, but the, uh, the, what's really interesting for me is, um, what we talk about a lot in this show is cash is king and really where the, the, the piece that's really important for everybody listening in on this show is that you have to have some cash and it's, about putting something somewhere like and and to your point liquidity so i'm using cash as a term to mean anything where we can access liquidity i understand that's not necessarily specific right but uh, i'm not talking about like speaking of italians you know burying uh cash in the in the coffee can in the backyard um but they're uh (laughs) you know that's that's the stuff where you have to pay some attention to is when you're when you're running your business on a day-to-day perspective you actually put out a post i don't know if it was the children who put out the post for you or you put it out or your you know your team who did it or who happens to be my team as well um put out the post but you said something where like people usually pay i don't remember how you phrased it but it was like you know pay the employees pay the government pay yourself in that order or something like that it was something along those lines and we usually end up paying ourselves last and i think that that's one of those things where we have that opportunity to um, focus in on putting some cash to, to the side uh, and having these types of the liquidity, this type of liquidity available. So this is a really uh, important uh, perspe- perspective. Now we do have some, ca- now we've got some questions flowing in. So let me cover, cause these are right on topic. So um, uh, one of the questions actually just popped up, it's from, uh, looks like Terra Projects. Thanks to Alessandra for sending these over to me because they're going by pretty quick. Hey, happy anniversary. By the way, happy anniversary yes. to Alessandra. Those pic- those pictures were fantastic. They were awesome. The yeah. Um, yeah. Now don't go all creepy. You know, everybody go chase out and look at her pictures from her anniversary, but um, her husband will kill you. Focus. All right. So focus. Uh, it's my, uh, somebody wrote, look at them later. I'm looking at the questions. It's my understanding that cash is not at, negative let me blow this up not it is not at negative 8.5 percent and understood it make total sense to have cash on hand hand interested to know y'all's take 
literally wrote y'all. So I had to, I had to put that in there. So it's my understanding that right cash on. is not at negative, a negative eight and a half percent and understood. It makes total sense to have cash on hand interested to know y'all's take. So what's your thoughts on that? So, so let me, so let me jump in on this. What I think they're referring to, which is another question that we saw is what about inflation? Yep. And one of the things that people have done, for instance, if you've liquidated money right now and you may have gotten rid of market risk for the moment, right? Can't take it. Market's tanking. You know, everything's bad. You traded one risk for another because if that money's sitting in cash, now you've lost in one month, eight and a half percent of your value. If that's to be believed, I mean, housing prices jumped 20, 19% in February, just in the month of February. So everything seems to get more expensive here. And, um, so that's why we're going to talk about where can you where can you store cash, still get that competitive return, but have access to the money. And so we're gonna we're gonna we'll dive into that. But let's go through some of the other questions. By the way, whoever said hey from Melbourne, I have no idea. You you have no idea, Dominic, how many times I checked to make sure. Okay, five o'clock in Florence is <laughs> yeah. eight o'clock. Oh, okay, uh, right. But next week I'm next week I'm in Greece. So then that week it's plus 10 hours. So that's yep. six o'clock and I, they, so, a bunch anyway. of stuff. Uh, so I get over somebody, uh, globe, globe Trotta, uh, wrote, I get overwhelmed regarding investing because there's so many options and so much data out there, which is a, you know, it's a fair point. I think that's probably a response to me saying that we don't get a lot of questions when it comes to the, uh, the investment side of things. What's your, what's your advice when you're, when you're, um, you know, starting out on some of that. So I keep it really simple and um, we're going to chat. I saw someone mention entrepreneurs mm-hmm. Roth IRA. I'm just about to dive into that. And someone right after that wrote, yeah, where's the place to store some cash for opportunity funds? So we're going to talk about two things today. One is an entrepreneurs Roth IRA. That's my name for it. And the second is we're going to talk about postmodern portfolio theory, which is also, my name that I wrote down, and I'm quite pleased with, by the way, postmodern portfolio theory, because modern portfolio theory was a big deal when it came out in the 80s. Dude won a like, Nobel laureate for yep. it. So I don't know, but if anybody wants to nominate me for a Nobel P- Economics Prize, I would gladly take it. But first, let's chat about the entrepreneur's Roth IRA. So I had to lay the land down. Oh, and let me let me throw one other thing at you guys that we've chatted about before, but it's something to think about because what we want to do is be more like the wealthy, right? Besides having more money, look at some of the strategies because that's kind of how they got there in the first place. And number one, one of, one of the top things on the list is the ability to use assets as collateral to secure financing. And again, Real tough to do, um, and with your 401k or things like that. You can do it with your home. That's called a home equity line of credit or a mortgage or something like that. With a 401k, tougher to do. You can do it with a stock portfolio, and that's what a lot of guys like Elon Musk and Warren Buffett will do is where they'll use the money as collateral to secure favorable financing against the projects that they want to do. So. Let's come take a look at this entrepreneur's Roth IRA. It's going to sound weird. So for you guys that are on this, you got to stay with me 
because I fight with randos on Twitter about this all the time because they read an article that this isn't any good. And by the way, before we do that, it is time for a station break. This is, in fact, Dominic, you tell them what it is. This is the what is this show right now? Make More, Keep More show. My name is Dominic, and I typically focus on more of the make more aspects. I've got a long history of sales uh, career and helping entrepreneurs grow their business. Ron uh, is the uh, keep more side of things. He's a tax and investment advisor. In fact, we've known each other for a little over 30 years. It's the first time doing anything uh, together on a, on a business front, but good friends for a long time. Other, other than going to Chargers game. Other than going to Chargers <laughs> game and having our heart broken every single year, year after year after year. And I'm sure it'll happen again this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chargers, so we've Chargers known each other for a long time. Now. We uh, do this episode. We do this show every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, which I believe happens to be four o'clock in the afternoon where Ron is currently in Florence, Italy. Uh, but five. The, five. Okay. And then, uh, and then the other thing we get asked a lot is, is there the show where can I find the past episodes? You can find them on both of our Instagram feeds, or you can now, as of this week, go to make more, keep more show.com. And you can find, uh, right now about seven of the past episodes. We'll get them all loaded up in the next couple of weeks. So that's the, that's the station break, buddy. And that gave me a chance to clear my throat, so that's perfect. So back to the entrepreneur's Roth IRA. This is one of those things that they don't talk about a lot. Sometimes they do, but a lot of times you'll hear people laugh at it or say it's stupid. So I'm going to explain to you the truth about this. First of all, when it was first described to me, I spent three years trying to prove that the person that was explaining it to me was wrong and didn't know what he was talking about. Um, after three years, I had to concede defeat and admit that, in fact, he was right. I was wrong. So what an entrepreneur's Roth IRA is, and it's very appropriately titled, it is a big Roth IRA you can put essentially within reasonable IRS guidelines as much money as you want. And we have clients that are putting six figures per annum into these accounts. It grows tax advantage. You can distribute it tax-free. You can use it as collateral. You can borrow against it. But at the end of the day, your money, go- and let me go further, your money goes up when the market goes up. Proportionally, you don't get the full gain of the market. Each of your gains are locked in every year. So when the market turns around and goes down, you don't suffer any losses. So that's all the good of it. What's the weirdness of it? Well, it's built on a life insurance chassis. So I also refer to it as properly structured cash value life insurance. What does properly structured mean? It means you buy it exactly the opposite of the way that most people buy their cash value insurance or any insurance. Most people are trying to get the biggest benefit, whether it's the death benefit or the car insurance payout for the least amount of money. And we're trying to do literally the exact opposite of that, which is get the smallest death benefit for the most amount of money because then rather than having that money go towards a big death benefit, it goes towards the cash growing inside the account in a tax favorable environment. And the reason that we appropriately call it an entrepreneur's Roth is when they sat down in 1997 to create the Roth IRA, 
this is where they got the idea from was the way that the wealthy and corporations had been using cash value life insurance for decades. Um, and, and in many cases going pre a hundred plus years prior. So again, it sounds kind of weird, but what it does is because of those protections in place, it's a place to store liquid cash that you can access at any given time for any given reason. And there's definitely some flaws with it, but a lot of my business owner clients use it to fund their practices and their businesses. And again, for either expense or opportunity. So that's kind of the big overview on it. I'll give you some details on it as well as some of the negatives on it in a moment. But do we get any questions and do we have any audience members left or did everybody just leave? <laughs> the minute I said the word uh, cash value life. Yeah, yeah, we like, might have lost a few. Out of here. We might have lost a few. Yeah. Um, so, which, is, which is so ignorant. Ay, ay, ay. It's all but, good. We know, just actually got a pop-in question. Um, so Terra Projects, again, who who asked one earlier, is there a difference between a Roth IRA versus entrepreneur's Roth IRA? So I think, I mean, yes, absolutely. but it's right. So Absolutely. So again, the traditional Roth IRA is a retirement single purpose vehicle. It is designed for you to put money in, leave it there until retirement and pull it out tax advantage. The cash value, the properly structured cash value life insurance is a vehicle designed to help fund your lifestyle before you retire. And then it creates a tax-free income for you in retirement. One of the questions I just saw by is, do you need some professional help? Absolutely. This is not taught for the average insurance agent. It's not that the information isn't available or secret information. It's just most are taught to sell the biggest death benefits possible and just move on to the next client. And it really takes a little time to get it right at IRS guidelines so that you have the most of the, all of the living benefits and they end up far outweighing the death benefit, which is the one benefit, which is why the IRS and the government gives you all these other benefits because they want you to take care of your family rather than leaving them to the government being the government's problem. That's the why on that. So yeah, you do need someone to set it up. We had, I made a really good friend. We're going to get her on the show. Um, one of these days, I won't say her name. You can just guess who it is. But when we first met, she, she had heard about this, was trying to get one set up. A friend of hers was trying to do it. And um, I could look at three sets of numbers on, on the illustrations and it was not set up to be optimally efficient. Um, and so I'm like, go back and ask him to do this. And he tried a couple of times, but he just didn't know what he was doing. It just wasn't in his wheelhouse. So I'm like, look, do you want me to do this? She's like, thank you. Like you take this over. And so we matched it. So it was right at the IRS limits, which meant she gets the biggest amount of living benefits, the smallest amount of death benefit. Now there's some disadvantages to it. I'll go real quickly. Um, give you a chance. Were there any other questions to chat about? I want to be fair and tell you, and I saw a question about percentage. Love it. We'll get to that in a moment. That's part of the crew over there. They're all getting ready to go on a walking tour. I may or may not. Probably won't meet them up later. But um, and my wife already took off for another another tour. But um, were there any other questions other than what percentage? Yeah, we have a few, but carry on with the, we'll come back to them. We've got quite a few questions, but they're not, they're more around some of the other aspects of this. So let's talk, uh, let's go ahead and 
tell us the downside. What's the what's the uh, what's what are the cons of this approach? Th- three negatives on it. Number one is because of the way the IRS sets these rules, you can't fund it in a single payment or you won't get the tax benefits. You can do it, but it becomes something called a modified endowment contract. What you ideally do, even if I we have a lump sum of client for cash, we have to feed it in over three or four years to optimize the benefits. If we dump it in all at once, we're either going to take forever to show a profit on it, or we're going to have to, um, we're just going to lose all our tax benefits. So that's negative number one. Negative number two is the one that um, Dave Ramsey jumps on and Susie and them are, oh, these are really high. Like, you want to do that, Dominic? You want to say that again? Yeah. Yeah, the fees are high. They rip you off. They laugh at you. And the truth of the matter is, on most contracts, the fees are front-loaded over the first handful of years. So you will see slightly higher fees than normal. However, what they don't tell is the rest of the story, which is those fees actually begin to go down once you get a few years into the account. So what happens is over time, it actually becomes a very efficient vehicle to own. And unlike any sort of ETF or mutual fund or managed account, where as your account grows, you're paying a bigger and bigger fee with this type of vehicle set up properly. And I got to emphasize that your, your fees actually keep dropping physically, like literally get lower in value. And as a proportion they get even lower because the fees are dropping in real time and your account's growing. So the percentage becomes lower and lower and lower. So over time it ends up having the stability of almost like an ETF. Like it ends up being cheaper than an ETF if you hold it for a period, which is the other point. What kind of the third negative on this is you do want to hold this. The tax benefits only apply if you hold it throughout your life. You could strip out 95% of the cash and growth and use it for whatever, but you do want to keep it in force. One last thing on it that I'll give you as a negative is you don't immediately have access to your equity. So if you, we have a lot of clients doing, let's say, $10,000 a year, $20,000 a year. Like I said, I have clients going up to six figures a year. You put in $20,000 a year, you don't immediately have $20,000 available. It's going to take Take a minute. Now, the second year you put another 20000 into it, you're going to have all of that twenty, basically, and some of last year's twenty, and you get three or four years and you have a significant amount of cash available inside that account. But those are really the negatives on it. Okay. And so, again, nothing is perfect. Literally nothing is perfect. And this has its flaws, but there's a lot of good on it and when it comes to, and we'll do this another time, but um, when it comes to how you access your cash, particularly in retirement, the way they credit you, it sustains income much longer than a normal Roth IRA, regular IRA, mutual fund. Because of the fact that you're collateralizing it, you get much greater growth in those later years. So again, some real advantages to it. And we'll bring on an example. We'll give it a few weeks and bring on an example here. Um, One of the questions I saw, Dominic, real quickly that I want to address is, 
what percentage of a portfolio? My opinion in postmodern portfolio theory, my version of this, we will have 40% of a client's money that they're spending annually go towards this type of vehicle. By the way, if you're wondering where does the other part go, we'll have 40% going towards their qualified plan at work, which usually ensures that we get the match, and we'll have 20% going towards crypto or a brokerage account or something like that. Um, one of the other questions we got is what's a good starting amount to invest when, when you know, starting to make it worth opening a plan. The lowest account that I have right now where it's profitable, my client's doing like $175 a month. And like I said, the highest is six figures. Most of my clients are somewhere in $500 to $3,000 a month in that range. So, and by the way, if anybody wants to chat about it, shoot me a DM. Um, we won't chat until I get back from Europe. But happy to sit down with you and just see if it makes sense for you. So don't be shy about that. That's one area, by the way. There is another that I want to chat with you guys, but we won't need near as much time for that one. And I'm going to go try and tweak this on now. Bye. There we go. <laughs> holding the oh, holding the phone for too long. Uh, so There's nowhere to prop. There's, I had it perfectly propped up in the room. I was like, oh, this is going to work great. And then no internet. We had no, no, yeah, the internet was great. I downloaded a bunch of stuff, but I guess the minute we tried to go live, it just threw the whole thing into disarray. That's crazy. All right. So we've gotten so, a couple of questions around. Uh, there's been a few actually that have had to do with like using your property and your, your, uh, equity in your house. So there's been a couple questions like, would that be a place that you would use to fund? I, I, that was an early question. Like, um, you know, would you use your equity in your house to do some of this investments right now to, to use it as a cash opportunity if there man, are investments? Would, so first of all, let's, Did we lose you? Um, yeah, I'm losing you a little bit. Can you hear me now, Dean? Yep, I can hear you now. I'm going to have to go back over on this side. <laughs> uh, the trials of travel. Anyway, um, sorry for the weird angle, guys. I'm trying, trying to keep it far away. Um, so a couple things to think about. Number one is we generally don't recommend that you ever pull equity from your house to invest with. That's actually SEC regulations. You are not supposed to pull your, your equity out. Now, generally, people do it all the time. And um, a lot of the reputable insurance companies, if they feel at conversation because people do it. Now, sometimes what we'll do is we that we have to pay off some of the other things that are maybe getting in the way. And then with that freed up cash flow, we'll go invest that, have no problem doing that. And, um, and feel like that adheres to investing and financial advisory, best practices and guidelines. But um, I would never, I wouldn't pull money. I might pull money to buy another house, but you were, if a broker finds out that you pulled that money from investment or, or reputable insurance per se, or we're kind of all of it, we wouldn't take that money. We would look at another way to do it. And again, I'm not saying that just as a CYA. I'm saying that because really, I wouldn't. Sure. Makes sense. Um, 
So you're breaking up pretty, uh, pretty good right now, off and on. So I think uh, we caught most of what you said, but uh, might might have lost it. So we can, yeah, I think Ron could probably shoot a video when he's got some chance to just kind of go over that around using your equity. But short version of it is, folks, is don't use your equity uh, necessarily. There are some ways to kind of structure that in a more uh, meaningful manner, uh, but don't don't go about just borrowing out of your house to go throw some money at, at some current investments when the market's unstable. It's probably the the short version of it, and it's not just Ron saying that. That's literally SEC guidelines. <laughs> by the by the by the way, there was the guy who wrote a book, Doug Andrews, complete douchebag, um, nice guy, but he's 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 hurt a lot of people. He wrote a book called Misfortune, and Misfortune was all about oh. Lo- freeing the equity in your house and he had a bunch of people put money pull money from their houses in 05 06 and 07 that he promptly turned around and lost by trying to be cute and clever and he basically got chased out of the business um then came back as an educator because he lost all his licenses and um turned around and did the same thing a second time and so um again met him like the guy personally but as far as you got to be really careful on that. Did that come through a little bit better? It looks like I lost hotel internet here and I'm on um, some extended network. Yeah. Is any of that coming through? Yeah, it's coming through. You're, you're a little laggy, but you know, that's, that's no, uh, that's no huge deal. So, um, awesome. Yeah. So just for those of you who are joining in, I'll do the ID on the show just because, uh, you know, Ron's internet. Uh, this is the Make More, Keep More show. And we host it every Friday at 8 a.m. I'm Dominic, uh, usually focus on the Make More stuff. Ron gets, focuses on the Keep More stuff. He's currently in Florence, where the internet appears to be, as Northern Italians are, suspicious. So the, uh, the uh, sorry, that's a family <laughs> joke. It's a long thing. Uh, we don't hate you. We do like your food, but Southern Italian food's better. Uh, so the um, uh, this is the show. And if you want to see back episodes, we have about seven episodes. And actually, interestingly enough, while we were sitting here, it went live on Google. So we are now on Spotify, Apple and Google as a podcast, Ooh. the Make More, Keep More show. You can also go to makemorekeepmoreshow.com and you'll be able to uh, pull up our uh uh, show and see some of those past episodes and we'll get the rest of them loaded up in the next week or two. So, um, but yeah, so what we've been talking about today is this idea of like where to park your cash. So what do you do right now while there is, um, you know, what do you do while you're in this marketplace that is all over the place? It's up 500 one day down 600 the next and, and kind of all over the place. We actually hit the, the official definition of bear market, I believe a few weeks ago or a week ago, uh, so we have, um, you know, it's it's really kind of an interesting place. So Ron has been talking about what he calls the entrepreneurial uh, Roth IRA, uh, which is properly structured cash, uh, excuse me, uh, cash value life insurance. Excuse me. Let me let me say it correctly. Perfect. You're doing great. Um, and then the, the, uh, the you said you had another one. So why don't we uh, why don't we talk through that? Yeah. So here, here's the thing to keep in mind. Bonds suck. So I'm not a huge fan of bonds, never have been. And part of the reason that bonds suck so bad is because um, in Terra Projects, if you shoot me a DM, I have my team put a whole free course together on it. So if anybody wants that, just put um, course, send a DM, I'll get it out to you guys. It may not be right away because we're fixing to bounce out for the weekend, but we have like a 12 or 13 episode little mini course actually put that word put mini course in there because we have another course that as soon as we can get click funnels working right 
we're gonna we're gonna blast that on just overall finances. But um, bonds suck because you have all of the risk of the stock market with none of the upside. So people have we've all been taught that bonds are nice and safe. I'm gonna try and see if I can prop this up here. Sorry guys, you're getting that because my arm's about to fall asleep. Um, hold on. There we go. You'll at least get one corner of my face. Um, anyway, so part of the theory of postmodern portfolio theory is that bonds, especially the last 20 years, have really had some problems with interest rates being so low. And so on the one side, on the after-tax side, we use cash value life insurance set up properly as a place, as an asset class onto itself where you get the upside of the market, none of the downside, and you have access to the money, which is real important, especially if you own a business. What about money that's inside a qualified plan? So you don't have the option of putting that money in cash value life insurance unless you pull it out, pay all the tax on it and the penalty, and then turn around and reinvest it, which again, we would never recommend um, to a client. Now, there's exceptions to every rule, and we have done it where a client was out of work or starting a business that had some losses, and we just figured, all right, let's get some of these taxes over with. I feel like the Blair Witch Project, if any of you guys are old enough mm -hmm. to remember that. Um, so anyway, but inside of a qualified plan, we use something called an asset-backed pension for some of the money. And here's all an asset-backed pension is. During the years where you're accumulating money, where you're accumulating wealth, you get the upside of the market, none of the downside. So again, you might get seven, eight, or nine percent if the market's doing twelve or thirteen or fourteen. But if the market loses twenty percent, your money is exactly zero. You lose. I mean, it doesn't go to zero. You lose zero. You get a zero percent rate of return, but you lose nothing. And so, and we actually had a client complain about that last week. This was hilarious because she's like, well, I only got a 2.6% rate of return, you know, over this last year. Like, that's not going to get it done. I'm like, woman, every, everything else you own is down 25%. Are you, you know, your husband's work 401k is down 25%. Are you really complaining that you only got 2.6%? Okay, that makes sense. So during the accumulation years, an asset-backed pension goes up with the market, never goes down. But the real magic is when you retire, you convert it to a lifetime increasing income. And you can have it just on your own life or on your life and your spouse's life. And so essentially what you're getting is that mailbox money where money just comes in every month. Whether the market's up, whether the market's down, just like a social security check and what the financial institution will guarantee is, is that it will go as long as one of the spouses is alive. You cannot outlive it. And even when your account value actually drops to zero, they will not only continue paying you, they'll continue increasing the amount. Now, how they do that and all the math behind it, that's that's for another day. But again, we'll take a client and we'll try to cover their mug, which is mortgage, utilities, and groceries with Social Security, their own pensions, 
And then we'll replace the difference with this asset back pension. And then we can take what's left over and turn around and put it in the market. And that way we've taken all the pressure off them because if the market's down, it doesn't matter because we don't need that money because we've got this other money to live on and maintain standard of living and still travel and do all the other things. Does that make any sense at all, Dominic? Yeah, I definitely need to talk to your professional about that one. You, uh, for, for once, you got me one one where I was like, okay, I'm not following totally. But I think the, the key for a lot of this is, is look, the, I mean, the cool thing is we try to get to every, this is just for everybody, honestly. We try to get every question on here. Um, we can't always get to all of every question uh, or we kind of go off that topic and, and it's hard to come back to it. But if you ever hear something from either one of us that you're just, you know, want some more clarification on Hit us up in the DM, reference the show. Um, and uh, I know I've had some people send me some sales questions and things. And if you reference the show, it makes it a lot easier to kind of sell, tell where where it was coming from. So if you are looking for some clarification on some of this, uh, please do. So somebody asked earlier, what were the three vehicles to put your dollars in? I think what we've really talked about is, is two primarily. Obviously, well, I guess three if you can just count good old-fashioned cash. But um, the main things were the... Uh, the ability to get the um, uh, properly structured cash value life insurance, or as Ron refers to it as the entrepreneurial uh, Roth IRA. Uh, and then the one that we just talked about was a little more uh, complicated, but an, an asset backed, uh, what was it called? Asset backed pension. 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 Um, yep. So Terra Projects asked, is this, this in the mini course as well? Do you cover this? No, there's nothing about there's nothing about that on the mini course. Okay. Tara, just reach out, Tara Projects, if you want to chat. It's what's what's ironic about it is it's way easier to set up. It's way less complicated. In in actuality, the cash value life insurance is trickier because the aspect pension, you can literally just write a check or have money transferred over from your IR, you know, from your IRA, your 401k, and your dog. Whereas the cash value life insurance has to be very carefully crafted. And look, you still need, like, there's different companies that offer this. We work with a bunch of them with our clients because in different circumstances, one company is going to do a little better for a client. In other circumstances, another is going to do better. So there is some, some adult, you know, supervision required on some of these, but, but, the asset-backed pension, if you pick a good company and the right version of what they're trying to do, is a lot easier to set up than the life insurance, which requires medical exams and, again, a kind of fine-tuning of what you're going to give there. But just know, in both cases, the similar similarities are as follows. They both go up when the market goes up. The worst you'll ever do with either one of them is zero rate of return, but zero is literally your hero in this case because what it means is everything else was going down and you don't lose any of that money. Now, you might be a little capped on your upside, but would you rather have 10% on a given year of all your money or 15% of half your money because you had a big loss? So sometimes people get hung up on those numbers and we're like, math ain't money. You know, money and math are two totally different things. And so what you want is the most amount of money in your account, not the quote unquote highest rate of return, if that made any sense. Sure. So that makes sense, Dominic. Yep. So I think what uh, there was a good question earlier um, from Globetrotter, who I might, also- get, I might get, 
hold on, I might get high soon. We got somebody painting here in the lobby, all kinds of fumes going Well, that's good. That'll improve the show. Uh, all right, so Globetrotter asked who who happened to laugh at my Italy joke earlier, so, you know, already a top in my book. Uh, but anyway, what are the alternatives to leveraging your assets to invest and make more? And I think we've talked a little bit about this, but let's talk about that, because I think some of these things are kind of, you know, uh, predicated on something else. Where would you say that our... Uh, you know, where, where do you, where do you put some things that are non-leveraged, if you will? Well, that's a great question. So let me, let me give you an answer on what we did for a client recently. And lovely CJP will get to your question in a moment. But um, we had a client retiring. He's 70. And um, we had about half a million to work with. Now he had a pension. He had Social Security. His wife's a teacher. She's going to get a pension. But he needed an extra $2,000 a month from this five hundred. And so we basically stashed four years worth of that money. So a hundred grand basically in cash, super low risk, little bit of bonds in there, tiny little bit of stocks, mostly cash. And the goal is we're just going to spend that over the next four years. No leverage required. Then we took another couple hundred thousand and we bought an income stream from it that we're not going to turn on for four years. Now, that income stream from the asset back pension is going to start off at about $13,000 a year. He only wants $2,000 a month, so $24,000 a year. So we'll supplement it with the, the other $200,000. So $100 safe, spend it over four years, $200 into the asset back, $220, I think, was left over into the markets. So here's what we have without any leverage, we have. We have four years of income, totally safe. Demand, it doesn't matter. The market can go straight down for the next four years. It's not going to impact in one bet. Then we have the asset-backed pension ready to kick in and some money in the markets. And in about 10 more years after that, the asset-backed pension, because of the increases, will cover the whole 2000 So then the rest of his stock money can just sit there and grow. And that's how we layered his account Again, to pull as much risk off the table as possible and yet still leave the possibility for growth. So I don't know if that totally answered the question that we had, but that's the sort of thought process when we're setting up a financial plan for someone that we're looking at, which is how do we minimize taxes? How do we maximize return? How do we minimize risk? How do we stretch out longevity so it's not an issue? Well, and you bring up a great point by discussing some of that stuff right there. What you just said was that I think for newer investors and some of the folks early on were like, oh, man, there's so many choices. Where do I go? What do I put my money into? Is what you just brought up is such a great example of why you would work with a financial advisor um, and why you want to work with an expert. And and we've brought this up multiple times on the show. It's not just Ron and I. But like we've had mortgage experts, real estate experts on here. We'll have some more tax experts and, and investment experts on here for, for specific types of investments. But what happens is that I see for newer investors is they get really excited and they read the Internet and they say, oh, I'm going to go throw some stuff in crypto. And what happens is you get a big you know hit like we've had in the last few months, weeks, months on crypto. And all of a sudden you hear these people who go, oh my God, I lost most of my money. Now you get news stories about like, oh, Elon Musk lost, you know, 2 billion in the crypto market. Yeah, he didn't care. He was worth $200 billion, <laughs> right? It actually doesn't matter. And, yeah, the, and Elon the, can afford to lose it, it, Elon can afford to lose it, but also Elon's not concerned because 
when you start to structure things correctly, you use a loss to offset something else to minimize your taxes, right? You'll go because you're going to have some investment if you're doing it right that while your crypto stock's tanking, he's probably got stuff that's just killing right now. Um, and and you have the that's the smart play, right? You somewhere, and I brought this up a, a, a while, a couple shows ago, is that in a down market, somebody's making money. Now, depending on your mindset and depending on your advisors, it should be you too, right? But people are making money in this in, in this environment, lots and lots and lots of money in the down market. There were lots of people who made plenty of money during COVID. Uh, and and it really has to do with a mindset and proper allocation. And let me go right back to an example of that, and then I'll answer lovely CJP's question. So going back to this, if you've got 40% of your money in accessible cash, 20% in, in securities or something like that, but that's not inside your qualified plan, right? Now, when a market tanks... On your brokerage account, you can you can use margin, meaning you can go to the brokerage firm, get a loan against those stocks, just like Elon Musk or Warren Buffett, and use it to buy into the market. You can do the same thing with your cash value inside your properly structured life insurance plan, and they don't ask questions like they do in your house. So if you want to borrow money on, against your house, they're like, all right, well, tell us about your job, and let's look at your recent credit history. Oh, Mr. Cummins, we don't like this. And, you know, we're going to turn you down for getting access to your money on your house. They can't do that on the life insurance side of things. They're just like, great. Do you want the money wired? Do you want to check? No questions asked. So now you can use that liquidity to buy into the markets. You know, now again, you're taking risk. So you got to be sure that you got the stones to, to hold tough. But that's how you begin to tie this together and how you have the liquidity available to pounce on an opportunity when one presents itself. Um, real quickly, because I know we're at the top of the hour, lovely CJP. So what are the negatives with the asset-backed pension? Number one is generally it's a vehicle that you'll set up and you will leave alone. So it's not something you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to try this for a little bit, see how it works out. You're moving money over to that kind of kind of leave it there and eventually convert it to income. When you when it goes up, you will not always get the um oh and Globe Trader, we're happy to have you. You're not going to get the full upside of the market. So people are like, oh you're getting ripped off on that. No, you're not supposed to. Because remember, it's not supposed to replace the equities and the mutual funds and the ETFs in your portfolio. It's meant to replace the bonds. So, and then when you go to retire or be financially independent, I like that word better, you just turn it on to lifetime income if the time is right. And again, that's where some strategy goes in. That's really your biggest fee and well, your biggest negatives. I guess the one other is, is if later you decide, Ooh, I wish I hadn't done that, then depending on where you're at, some of the companies are going to charge you a little bit of a penalty there. It sucks. It's not that big of a deal. Because if you compare it to losing 30 or 40% of your net worth in the markets, which can happen, and in my entire career, I've had one guy back out of one of these types of accounts where they took a little bit of a loss, and it was because his wife had MS, they were going to Mexico for some experimental treatment, and he literally was liquidating everything, just like I would, just like you would, Dominic, 
if our wives needed medical care, we're like, F it, I don't care about the losses. We're going to fix my woman hair. And um, by the way, I've been married. I know you had an anniversary. Mine's coming up on Sunday. 12 years to Beach Brownie. Uh, and you're like 11. Yeah, I was 11, uh, 11 uh, two weeks ago. And uh, Alessandra, who helps us out with the show and is my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, with just had nine. Photos, which you didn't have, or I, I didn't have. Clearly a professional took that. Yeah, I know, but, right? Um, so, but yeah, so let me let me give some thoughts just real quick on this. I know we're at the top of the hour. We're wrapping up here, and you Terror you got projects. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check that out. I yeah. think they give us a free day tomorrow. Donatello exhibition. I'm gonna love that because I've seen enough gardens for a while. Yeah. For now. Um, right, and then go to the Panerai store, of course, when you're in Florence. That's the flagship Panerai store by the Duomo there. So, but uh, I got the I got the Amiga there. I'm gonna go in and make them and make them jealous. Uh, I I, I, I could use a Panerai. I don't have one. Yeah, exactly. They're good prices there, especially with the Euro down right now. Um, But no, what I'll tell everybody here is here's the thing that I do see sometimes when these discussions come up, when we're talking about investments and we're talking about like get cash in place and it's a down market and there's opportunities, there is going to be a piece of the audience who's sitting there going like, dang, (laughs) I missed out. Right. And, and you know what, that's, that can be feeling a bit defeating at times where you're like, look, I don't have cash. I don't have places to be in there. And part of the reason we started this show is that it's like literally the make more and keep more side of things. Right. And, and two of those things, those things play together really, really well. So all I would just say from a mindset perspective is, is don't be disheartened right now. If you're not in a place where you're putting away cash into a structured cash value policy or, uh, you know, uh, policy you know ron talked about it's that what did you say your lowest client was 170 a month something like that um yeah that is something where you can do what you can you can likely do even if you're relatively new in your business the other thing i'll say to you is and again we talked about this earlier in the show is the idea that that often what happens for business owners is we pay everybody else first. One of the most difficult things I ever heard heard one of my mastermind members say when she first joined us was she goes, man, I had my best month ever. And the only person who didn't get paid was me. And that, that kills. Right. And I think for as entrepreneurs, we probably all had that probably likely early on in our business, we had those moments. So what we're trying to accomplish with this Make More, Keep More show, for those of you, we just had a whole bunch of people join on. Um, I'm Dominic, and and that's Ron. He's currently in Florence. I'm located out in Los Angeles. Um, but the uh, we what our goal is is to well, help nor- you. Normally, I'm down in San Diego. Well, normally, yes, you're in San Diego, yes. Uh, but we're we're really trying to help you get to that place where you can prioritize your finances first and foremost, right? And then to not pay all everything to your respective government. Uh, and most most of our audience probably for for Uncle Sam, uh, but also how to to make money, how to 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 take advantage of these markets. And look, the we don't know how long the downside of this market's going to last, but it could be a while. And so you have an opportunity if you keep your head right and your mind right, you can have an opportunity to make some serious money and go out there and and do some great things. So I'll just I'll just put that out there for. For the folks joining on, if you weren't in a position to take advantage of all this stuff during this discussion, don't don't feel bad about it. Just use it as an opportunity to go like, cool, that's some stuff I can work towards. Totally. Um, look, we're at the top of the hour, and my arm is completely asleep from trying to hold this phone yes. up. So um, 
We do have the first seven episodes posted at where can they find that again, Dominic? The, it's make more, keep more show.com. I'll just put it in the chat here too. Um, and uh, right. you guys can check out those. Uh, and it's also available on, you know, Spotify, all the Spotify, Google, and Apple. Uh, Apple. And, and while we were on the show on Google, and then we, I'll also post this. So it will be in my feed. Dominic will add it to his feed. So you pick your your poison as far as how you want to, if you miss this, how you want to catch up. And um, that's it. We'll do it again next week. And uh, it was great having you guys. Globetrotter, uh, lovely CJP, Terra Projects. We'll love having you guys on here. Stuff is a gem. Glad you guys enjoyed it. So Dominic, see you next week. We'll talk right, about man. it. I'll give you a quick shout about something funny. Take All care, right. guys. Sounds good. Have fun. Talk to you soon.